What do I think Hard Rock is going to be about? Well, I think Briscoe and Bowler are going to start the first ever Hard Rock hair band. I know it's probably maybe strange, but they're going to go to the uh, good-looking hair band kind of gang from last week, and they're going to recruit a couple guys, maybe a drummer and a bassist, uh, and they're going to start the first Hard Rock! Yeah! No? All right. Okay, my prediction for this episode, Hard Rock, is that Briscoe is going to be stuck between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> but also crammed into this tiny space is everyone. Sock, Bowler, Comet, Dixie, and Professor Whitwire. Oh, and Pete too, yeah. It's going to be a bottle episode, so just when it's, when it's filmed in like one location to cut back on cost. Because, I mean, with all the Rocket and the Orb episodes, it's probably getting pretty pricey. And then there's also going to be a cave-in, and they can't chisel their way out because the rock is too hard. None of that, like, porous rock. It's the really hard rock. Hello and welcome to Intro to Briscoe. I'm Matt and joining me is fellow Briscoe fan Melanie. Yay! And newbie co-hosts Will. Aloha. And oh. Caitlin. Howdy. <laughs> Nobody did an Elvis theme. I anyway. thought about it and I was like, I couldn't think of it offhand. <laughs> and uh, today we're joined by our special guest Harold. Thank you very much. Yay! Yay, <laughs> <laughs> Yay Elvis! <laughs> Uh, okay, so, uh, yes, Harold gives us feedback every time. Thanks very much for that, Harold. Yes. And, um, we always enjoy it. We do enjoy Sometimes. it. And uh, what's your history with Briscoe? None. None. <laughs> I, I, I remember uh, they used to have commercials for it during the football games mm-hmm. yeah, 20 years ago, but that's about it. Uh, never enticed you, huh? No. <laughs> I, I have these vague memories of Briscoe kind of hanging on to a locomotive with some sort of you know modern type of uh, uh, airship chasing after him, mm. and the announcer saying tonight after the game on Briscoe, but <laughs> that was never very enticing to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what are you thinking about it so far? I'm almost afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. I, I, it's obviously it's a show of its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to compare to uh, modern shows, uh, but. I just feel like they, they haven't the writers didn't take advantage of all the material mm-hmm. you know that they have here. I mean, there's a lot of things that are just kind of been left hanging at this point. Uh, you know, like I thought that there would be a revenge story with Briscoe going after all those guys from Bly's gang, mm-hmm. and it, it hardly ever comes up. It's, uh, it's, or it the Robber to... Bears. Oh yeah, it seemed to come up more in the beginning of the series. I don't know, maybe it got them all. <laughs> I don't know. We saw him get a few of them, but yeah, definitely not all thirteen. There's only so many robber barons you can kill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but I, I mean, it's an okay show. I mean, you know, it has some good actors. It's, it's uh, funny. Mm. But I just thought that you know they could have done something more. I, if you go back to shows at the time, though, and you know, the, in the eighties and early nineties, I mean, I suppose this is a, this is a, a pretty good show compared to those shows. Most of them don't uh, hold up. Yeah. But, but unfortunately, you know, nowadays uh, with what's available on uh, the cable channels and Netflix and all that, it, it, to me, it doesn't. It doesn't, you know, uh, compare yeah. to a lot of other options out there. Yeah, we're super spoiled TV-wise now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel, though, if you look at this, like, to have, like, good campy fun, I think, like, this is, like, one of those shows. Yeah, I think there's, yeah. a, I think there's a place for this kind of show, yeah. for just a fun show. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I do enjoy my dramas, though. Yes, yes. Um... Alrighty, uh, so let's reveal the high and low point winners of the previous episode, Fountain of Youth. Drum roll. Uh, the low point <laughs> winner was uh, Mel, Will, yes! and Illyrio's Oh, I choice. gotta share credit? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Lillian. <laughs> Lillian's the worst. Yeah. Uh, old wrinkly face Lillian. And the high point of the previous episode was Illyrio's choice of Lee Pao. <laughs> Really, I didn't know people liked Lee Powell that much. Man, I forgot to vote again. <laughs> <laughs> you always sabotage yourself. I know. <laughs> uh, oh, it looks like Harold voted for Lee Pow. You're a fan of Lee Pow? Uh, he was the best uh, thing of the options. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately, we don't allow people to add their own options. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, We're gotta... just mean like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now, so controlling. Okay, so uh, how about we go into the episode recap? It is uh, hard rock, uh, unlike what I said last time, which was <laughs> Brooklyn Dodgers. I was wrong. Mistaken. <laughs> yes. That's all right. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so the episode opens up, and we've got uh, Briscoe and Bowler on the trail. They're talking about how Bowler's just been going on about this Lenore lady for like 150 miles, but he's not said anything specific, I guess. <laughs> Because Briscoe was berating him for details. Pray tell, Bowler. Pray tell. You want to know, Bowler. He's a private <laughs> man. <laughs> so, you guys, I'm sure you guys all guessed that this was going to be a love interest for Bowler. Yeah, finally. Yes. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we cut pretty much right away to her. Uh, she's being harassed by thugs in her, in her restaurant. And a... Uh, fight breaks out and uh the place gets busted up really bad <laughs> i don't know how much they helped they didn't help at all mm. they helped sweep up afterwards which was really gentlemanly of them they, yes they did sweep up <laughs> put out the fire yeah Aww. there's still a few chairs and a few tables left yeah a few <laughs> you can fit a, just put them all in the center of the room you know squeeze all the customers in there it's a party um yeah <laughs> just gonna throw this guy through your window if you don't mind <laughs> Why they always gotta go through the windows in the old west? <laughs> it's uh, a rollicking good time, that's why. Yeah. But uh yeah, so they save her. Well what I wanna know is the lead guy, he's right up right up in her face, and then Bowler appears behind him and punches him out, and then we look we see behind him and his two goons are there. How'd Bowler get by those guys? <laughs> He blends in, you know? He's just so <laughs> average looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that giant man with the army pants and the bowler hat. Where? <laughs> I don't see him. <laughs> <laughs> that way you forget about him as soon as you see him. 
Oh, he's got one of those faces. He's so unremarkable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, uh, she is saved, and then uh, they chat a little bit. Uh, apparently, things ended badly. She wasn't sure he was gonna heed her call for help, and uh, they introduce uh, or. And Briscoe kind of introduces himself, and um, at some point the credits are in here. I forgot to write where. But <laughs> yeah, I was I think it was right after this. Um, okay, so you know, after he introduced himself, what was the chapter heading? Chapter one was a grisly situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, we come back and they're cleaning up, and uh, Lenore. Uh, Wait, what, what? Did you guys? Did you guys could you guys guess what the chapter would be about with the with the, the name? title? Yeah, I guess uh, assumed it would be something about a bear. <laughs> what else could it be? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> never know. All right. Um, looking at IMDb for these people, uh, this lady's name is Jonelle Kennedy. Uh, I I don't recognize much of. Anything that's worth noting? She was in, in the X Files. Yeah, one episode. I'm not going to call out one episode of something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's unless. Paying job. Yeah. Doctor. Could have been the best episode of X Files ever. It's yeah. called The Sixth Extinction. Oh, that's not. We haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> no, we haven't seen it. Spoilers. She's been in The Mentalist as a. Uh, a coroner? As a coroner. That's that's a recurring role she's oh. in. Um, and. Oh. She's also in Criminal Minds. Twice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And the guy who was threatening her is Hawthorne James. Wow, he's got the same hair in his picture. Yeah, he's still got that hair. Uh, (laughs) That's a great name, Hawthorne James. Hawthorne James. (laughs) But I thought I recognized him, but I am mistaken. Oh, wait, Carnival, Charlie Lewis. I don't remember that character, but maybe that's where I saw him. Yeah. And he doesn't have many recurring, recurring things either. He does have a very distinct look, though. Mm. And that's it for those for characters right now, I guess. We'll go back to IMDb later. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, a guy named uh, Lenore, uh, Bowler's lady friend, uh, tells them about Roy Hondo, a guy who came into town, uh, got out of jail, came into town, and uh, is pretty much running a protection racket like you see in all the... Uh, I don't know what kind of movies you usually see those in. Mafia movies, maybe? Yeah, Yeah, gangster movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a coming thing. Yep. New kind. Something they'll have in the 1920s. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, so as they're talking about him, Roy shows up. Uh, He makes his offer of protection to her again. uh, And she's still declining. Um, He's heard of Briscoe and Bowler. And he leaves his, uh, his business card, Hondo Security. Why do so many people have business cards? Is this really a thing? <laughs> it's a coming thing. <laughs> well, they didn't make any remarks about the business cards, so maybe people already had business cards back then? Yeah, I know, like, like people used to have calling cards, so yeah. that, you know, if they called at your house, they'd leave their calling card if you weren't home, even, like, way before that, hmm. like, Pride and Prejudice times. But, I don't know, just business cards. Yeah, I guess that's a coming thing. Must be. Uh, Lenore's the last holdout in the town who's not paying. Um, um, hmm? just want to mention about Roy Hondo. I thought he reminded me of, uh, Henry Fonda from Once Upon a Time in the West. Because he's all dressed up in black. He's, he's got the mustache. He does yeah. look very cla- classic Western 
guy. And I see here that he's in Deadwood, so I'm sure Matt A's going to mention him. Oh, yeah. Uh, what role? Who is it? What, what do you play in Deadwood? Captain Massey? At least three episodes here. Um, what else? One episode of Angel that I don't files. recall. Uh, Hunt Acri, an angel. Don't, don't recognize that guy. Who's in the X-Files? Dr. Daniel Waterston in the X-Files. In a coming episode we haven't seen. <laughs> Yeah. Who's all my children? Yeah, a lot of these character, <laughs> a lot of these actors were in uh, soap operas. Soap operas in mm-hmm. this episode as well. This show likes to hire soap opera actors. Actors. This one's a little more classy. The soap opera stars instead of the porno stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's a step up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So after he leaves, uh, we get uh, Lenore calls Bowler by his real name. Aww. <laughs> so cute. It's an unremarkable name, but <laughs> he really hates being it's called still. by it. Huh? Yeah. It's still, it's his name, you know. We're learning more and more about Bowler every day. Yes. I like, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Do you think we're going to meet his parents sometime? <gasps> oh, that'd be great. I would. Oh, I want to see what his parents would be like. What do you guys think his parents would be like? Yeah. Not as tall as him. They're going to be shorter than Buller. <laughs> oh, they're going to be like like four foot tall. <laughs> the both of them are just like freakishly tall. <laughs> Probably a professor and, uh, and a school teacher. Oh, I bet you. Which one do you picture being the Native American half of his parents? Hmm. Mother, father. Hmm. I'm gonna say it's the opposite of how it usually is, because usually, you know, it would be the the mother, but yeah. for Bowler, go with the father. Yeah. Mm. I honestly can't remember. I feel, like, I feel like I feel like his father might have been like the chief of some tribe or something. Yeah. 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 Bowler mentions his tribe later. Yeah, I know. Well, a long father would be an Indian name, so yeah, yeah probably is a father. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, oh, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, Briscoe's walking through the town, giving them some alone time, and he notices all the, the Hondo logos all over the place, and he uh, goes to the sheriff's office, and you guys take it from here. <laughs> what do you think of the sheriff? Okay, this guy, this guy. <laughs> what about him? Normally, see, I think normally the whole Elvis impersonator thing would have annoyed the hell out of me but I really like this guy I was laughing at him the whole episode <laughs> me too I love him <laughs> yeah, it surprisingly worked yeah yeah I've never seen he's somebody he's such a bad impersonator though. it doesn't matter <laughs> it, it, it seemed like he was doing Nicolas Cage's Elvis yeah, yes. yeah. it doesn't even matter that he's, <laughs> that he's bad because I've never seen someone commit so hard to such a ridiculous character <laughs> He's he's in that character. He believes he is this guy. <laughs> I love Sheriff Aaron Viva. <laughs> That's gotta be the quote of the episode. I love Sheriff, yeah. Sheriff Aaron Viva. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you guys like him. Well, do you like him, Harold? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. I don't know how I feel about him. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> 
I was watching this episode and my dad walked in on me watching it and he I guess he enjoyed the character so much he well and he thought it was absolutely bizarre he watched for like half the episode with me so. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that's pretty great uh, I, I don't know what was going on back then but it just seemed like there were a lot of Elvis impersonators everywhere I, I started jotting down the list mm-hmm. of everything I could think of from around that time uh, so, so this is what I have I have well we have Wild at Heart yeah uh, Honeymoon in Vegas there was a, a group called Dread Zeppelin that had a, uh, they did reggae versions of Led Zeppelin, but they had a oh. guy who was the lead singer, his, his name was Tord Elvis. What? Was, what? Yeah, he, he, uh, <laughs> 300 pound Elvis impersonator. Wow. What? There's a, there a, a Mexican Elvis impersonator named Elvez. <laughs> and uh, there's that song Elvis is Everywhere. I think that was Mojo Nixon. Uh, so those are ones I could think of off the top of my head from right, right around the late 80s, early 90s. Wow. Was it a big anniversary of his death around that time or something? It was about, uh, he died, I think, in 77. Hmm. So about 15 years. Hmm. It just kept on building after he passed away. Yeah. Yeah. He's not dead, you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just found the Dread Zeppelin version of Immigrant Song. I can't wait to listen to this later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you post that link in the Skype chat. Yeah, if you go on YouTube, they have a few different uh, uh, videos. Yeah, somebody uh, have to post it on the Facebook group after. I just like uh, I like Bruce Campbell playing off of this guy, knowing that Bruce Campbell's going to play Elvis later on in his career. <laughs> Will, was there any Elvis impersonators in uh, Hawaii? Did you see anybody? No, I didn't see anybody. I don't remember seeing anybody. When we went to Vegas, Matt, remember they were like at every corner. Yeah. <laughs> None of them want you to take pictures of them unless you pay. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to do it sneakily. Of course. Yeah. There was a guy with a bunch of car- uh, parrots, I mean. <laughs> and he, uh, I wanted to take pictures of him, but he wanted money for it. I didn't have any cash with me at the time. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yes, uh, Aaron Viva, sheriff of this town. Looks like Elvis. Um, kind of. Kind of. He's got Elvis's hair. That's about it. He dresses, he's, he's like, dresses him. like him. Uh, he, he goes on about how uh, Roy Hondo's invented a new kind of crime. Basically the protection racket. And uh, before they tackle this problem, he wants lunch. <laughs> <laughs> what are they trying to say in this scene? <laughs> Aaron Viva's going to be really big pretty soon. <laughs> Um, so they, uh, they go outside and, uh, they see the, the wagon in, like, in the wall of the restaurant. That's, that's kind of like a coming thing, isn't it? Isn't there like, yeah, is there Hard a rock cafe? Okay. Is that what that's from? I was like, there's a restaurant where there's like so, yeah. a Cadillac going through it or something, right? Yeah. Hard rock cafe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That makes sense now. I was like, it shouldn't be a coming thing. A car in a building. <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> But yes, they go up to uh, the walk-through window, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, he orders just a ridiculous amount of food for himself. Uh-uh. So much butter. <laughs> well, you have to put that much butter on a full loaf of bread. Mm. If you're gonna eat the whole loaf. Yeah. You're gonna eat, yeah. If you're gonna eat the whole loaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. Plus, there are six baked potatoes. Yeah. I want to yeah. know. I want to know how much a pound of tapioca is, though. Like. What's it look like? Yeah, what's that look like? (laughs) Probably pretty disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Briscoe suggests an improvement on this uh, walkthrough window. He suggests uh, you should be able to pull up your horse, make it a, you know, like a drive-through window. (laughs) There's, like, so many coming things this episode. I know, they're just everywhere. Yeah. 
crack me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you like them. And uh, we're interrupted by a showdown. Uh, Roy Hondo versus some kid uh, who wants to kill him because Roy killed somebody he knows. <laughs> and um, Roy defends himself by uh, dumping a bunch of paint on the kid. I thought that was kind of lame. I thought he was going to kill him. Well, he's trying to put on a facade of being a reformed a good guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I wish he had True killed enough, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of whip Morgan? No, he kind of aggravated me. Matt, yeah. you said that wrong. It's whip Morgan. Whip Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, look at that. Another world. <laughs> he's, he's been on All My Children, Another World. Wow. <laughs> Guiding, guiding light. He hasn't the world been in turns. that much stuff though. No, he hasn't. Um, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of him either. <laughs> oh, and Aaron Viva, I forgot to look up at his. Uh, he's played by Gary Hudson. Um, he was in something called Dancing Ninja. What? <laughs> nice. And what is I, this? And I downloaded a ghost TV movie. <laughs> <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger. Mm. Uh, Dynasty, Skip Maitland. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. <clears throat> um, so yeah, they take the kid away for instigating the fight, I guess. And put him in the jail cell to cool off. Um, what'd you think of that character, Harold? Usually, like uh, Will said, he's pretty aggravating the way he's such a hothead. The whole time I was wondering, is he really angry at uh, you know at, at Hondo, or, or is he working for Hondo? Mm-hmm. The way he was messing up so intentionally every time they were close to getting the Hondo. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, there he was to uh, create some sort of you know distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a that, that's a good possibility too, with the way he was acting. <laughs> um, uh, Bowler and uh, Briscoe threaten Hondo with some metaphors about pest control. Uh, <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> I thought that was badass. And then uh, Roy goes and tells his men that uh, Lenore needs to disappear. Um, and we cut to, you know, the same old jail we've seen every time. Uh, Do you think it's the same jail every time? It, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, you can tell. You can like tell really just by looking sure. at it. You're pretty sure yourself there, Matt. They have the same layout every time. All right. They have a, a main room, and then they have a little hall with uh, with um, bars on either side. Maybe that was the standard at the time. Maybe. All the jails were built like that. <laughs> I mean, how many architects were there back then? Exactly. Mm, traveling around. <laughs> uh, Whip's pretty angry. Uh, Briscoe wants to catch Gage in the act, but uh, Whip knows that Gage, uh, um, the guy who was... Uh, shaking down Lenore's place there. They, he doesn't think any of Roy's men will turn on him. But uh, he's pretty eager to help out Whip is. Risco <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, starts prying for more details about uh, Bowler and Lenore uh, af- after this. Uh, they met when he was in the army, Aww. which I don't know how Briscoe didn't guess that he was in the army. Yeah, I felt like Briscoe was kind of dumb here. Like, like Briscoe, how, like, how you, did you not notice the pants? Have you not been paying attention to your butt, good buddy here? Does he mm. think that he stole the pants off some dead guy? Although that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> well, he did, imperson- <laughs> he did impersonate a, a, a superior officer yeah. uh, earlier in the he series. He did a fine job of it, yep. so yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, 
So he was a sergeant in the army, Sergeant James Lone Feather. Aww. <laughs> uh, we don't get to hear why he changed his name, which is unfortunate. My theory on Bowler is that actually he was recruited out of the army to go for like into secret ops. Mm-hmm. And so he was kind of like the former equivalent of, I don't know, I guess like the CIA or something. And so he was undercover a lot for serving the government or his country. Mm. That's why he has so many. And that's why he has all these code names and stuff. Ah, yes. Interesting. <laughs> I like your theory. Um, so uh, when uh, Bowler and Lenore met, her husband was missing at the time, but uh, they kind of had a little fling, but she didn't. They didn't know. have a fling per se, though. Not what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. But uh, they developed a relationship. Yes. They had feelings. Yes. They found out recently that her husband had been dead the whole time, so they kind of wasted that time, I guess, is what they're implying. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that she has the exact same hair as Dixie. <laughs> oh. Both of their girlfriends have the exact same hair, too. You mean, like, the curled, like, yeah. back and the... Yeah. I'd have to see them side by side, I guess, but it looks very similar to me. Hmm. <laughs> they are very coiffed. Yes. Yeah. They have the same taste in hair. Um, <laughs> Bullard. That's probably because they have the same hairdresser. Yeah, probably. The set. <laughs> <laughs> only one architect, only one hairdresser. <laughs> this is the only hairstyle. <laughs> maybe maybe the architect is the hairdresser. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just meant the TV production company just had uh, one hairstylist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably doesn't have that many moves, you know? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um... So uh, Lenore is getting onto a her, onto her wagon here when uh, Dan Gage attacks, and uh, somehow he doesn't stab her. She's struggling a long time. They fall really roughly off the wagon too. That was a not pretty insane stunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wonder if that was actually a lady stunt I think lady. He, oh maybe he popped up a little early. I'm not entirely convinced that he's very good at what he does. <laughs> no. Oh Gage, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or the yeah. Yeah, but when when they. But Lenora. She's a tough woman, though. Yeah. Yeah, I like her. Yep. But I, I, yeah, I was really impressed by the stunt that they did where they just, they like... fell really hard. Those two act- stunt actors just threw themselves and landed shoulder first on the ground. Yeah, that looked painful. Ouch. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, they catch Gage, but he's not going to testify. He's not afraid of jail. Um... And uh, we go over and Aaron uh, Viva's showing off his his new glasses he's making. <laughs> so many coming. And Fine. we're <laughs> and we're introduced to Sunny Red, the mayor and mentor of Aaron Viva, who is a reference to who? Totally supposed to be Elvis's manager, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But that was the was he uh, the colonel? Yeah, yeah the, the, colonel. the colonel. Yeah, that's what his name. He was, was. his manager. Yeah. Yeah. He, he betrayed. I would like to read my notes about. Sunny. Okay. Oh, I just want to say I wrote Sunny is up to no good. At this point, I knew he was a bad character. Really? How? You just get the vibe. Okay. There's when they have characters on TV shows. Okay. I, um, who are a former mayor and they're still alive, especially in like an old west setting, <laughs> they have to be bad. No one retires from being sheriff. <laughs> I I kind of guessed he was bad just because I'm familiar with the Elvis real life history and how his manager betrayed him in some way. You know, he got him like I think he got him like addicted on drugs and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, so. I think he just didn't. All I know, like, he wasn't very like he didn't take care of. Yeah, all I know is his have. Elvis's manager, the Colonel, was bad bad for him. Yeah. So I figured this guy would be bad Me. too. <clears throat> um, 
And they keep saying how he uses big words all the time, but I didn't find he used that many big words. Well, you should remember this was 1994, and <laughs> 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 people's language wasn't as you know good as it is now. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Whip is doing some more complaining. Um, Aaron uh, and Briscoe discuss accepting his help, though. Uh, we find out that Whip's uncle was killed by Roy, and uh, he's basically full of dark side rage. <laughs> oh, no. uh, so Briscoe takes him out back to test his I guess his he aim. is kind of Anakin Skywalker whining. He basically is. Oh, he is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I killed them. I killed all of them. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, Briscoe tests his, his uh, gunmanship, and uh, Whip gets all the bottles that are called out. He looks like a doofus when he's firing, though. Yeah, it was kind of weird the way he was shooting the gun. I thought he looked more of a doofus when he, Sorry. No, go ahead. I thought he looked more of a doof, doofus when he, like, spun his gun around, and then Bruce Campbell did it, and he did it so much better. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you look terrible. <laughs> what were you going to say, Caitlin? Oh, nothing. It's okay. We're always cutting you off. I feel bad. <laughs> I, it's really awkward because there's still the delay, and I like I have to. I know I have to start talking when someone's already talking to say what I want to say. Yeah, <laughs> but even on a good day, we cut you off all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's okay though. <laughs> I, I it's just it's just just how I live. Oh, Caitlin, you can say you can say anything you want to say. Just you know, write it down so you won't forget it in case we cut you off again. Just say, hold the phone a moment. And then say what um, So, yeah, uh, they have a little showdown, I guess, and uh, Briscoe shoots the guns right off his hips. And uh, Oh, he should have shot his pants off, too. That would have been funny. Didn't he do that to someone yeah. already? I thought he yeah. did that to somebody. He should have really embarrassed him, though. Why am I wishing bad things upon this guy? He's annoying. <laughs> Briscoe feels very fatherly towards this little dude. Yeah, mm. I know. Little dude. <laughs> Actually, that's what they... We had the French subtitles on, and that's what they kept calling him. They kept calling him, like, Petit, which means basically, like, little fella. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's French for dude? What's... I don't know. What? Dude? Oh, like, mech. Like, yeah, mech. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Petit mech. <laughs> um. Little dude. <laughs> So, yeah, Briscoe had counted his bullets, and he knew that he was out of bullets anyways. Um, Gage steals the keys right off of Viva's chest. Uh, he escapes. Gra- he grabs his gun and escapes. I was pretty brave of them to assume that he wasn't going to just grab his gun and shoot <laughs> the sleeping sheriff. But, yeah, he just <laughs> sneaks out of there. He's got a soft spot for Elvis and Sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. What, Caitlin? Oh, sacrifices have to be made. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, I shot the sheriff. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, after he leaves, uh, Aaron Viva wakes up out of his uh, fake slumber and uh, calls to everyone else. And uh, so Whip's got to stay back with Aaron as uh, Bowler and Briscoe head off after Gage. But uh, Whip doesn't want to and Bowler gets all mad at him because he's like, you gotta protect Lenore. It's important. Oh. Aw, Bowler. 
Well, why does he think that Whip cares at all about protecting Lenore or anyone else in that town? I know. Yeah, you shouldn't trust that kid. But Aaron's there, too. Um, <clears throat> so on the trail, uh, or they trail Gage to uh, Roy's hideout, and then they get the drop on him, and they threaten to, f- uh, to fake that he helped them get there. Uh, so they kind of blackmail him. Um, I love that scene. <laughs> you love that scene? I wish I could have wrote down all the quotes from that scene. It's too fast. It's, it's too rapid too, fire. It's too fat, the, the fast, whole... but it was still good. Yeah, just all the quotes. Yeah, you have to the count of five. Yeah, yeah that was great. Yeah. Bowler's just great in this episode. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, I'm totally crushing on Bowler. <laughs> He's great. Um, so Whip Morgan comes to the hideout as well and attacks it single-handedly and somehow doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Ah. Oh. Briscoe saves them. They retreat to the to a cave, probably the same cave that's in every episode. Uh, and dynamite uh, is thrown at the entrance, and they're trapped. Some powerful. Ooh, this is what I predicted. You predicted yeah. this too. You mean the bear thing? No, I, I predicted that there would be. They go into a cave and get trapped, and there'd be a cave in. Ah. Yes. Is that what it says in your notes? You predict? Did you like write down a bunch of predictions like beforehand? No, she sent. She reported yeah. it, right? Yeah, is is my post facto predictions. Uh, yeah, Mel has. I guess you didn't listen to them. No, Mel hasn't heard yeah. it. No, I haven't. I'm gonna stick. Th- I'm gonna stick them okay. up at the beginning of this episode. All right, because <laughs> you're you're pretty accurate so far. <laughs> <laughs> you might be the first person to get an accurate prediction right uh, <laughs> at all. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I want to know how Bruce Campbell lit that match with his teeth. Did he actually do that? I've seen people do that before. Is it tough to do? Well, they used to have matches like that. that you could uh, light them off of any type of hard surface. Strike. And then uh, they got replaced by what's called safety matches. Oh. So that you don't have matches, you know, suddenly igniting and burning uh, your pants off or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good <laughs> that idea. That would be crazy. So they just changed the material they used to ignite the match? Yeah, if you watch, like, old movies, you'll see people constantly lighting matches off of uh, the side of uh, a building, or if they want to be kind of, you know, rude or a tough guy, they'll light off of the uh, other guy's uh, jacket (laughs) or the bottom of their shoe, you know, things like that. You'll see it all the time in in old movies. Hmm. We started Chapter 2 around here. It's called Hondo Accord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I think that one's really terrible. That's a horrible (laughs) pun. <laughs> oh yeah, the way I didn't realize I was back at work today is because not long after I got in, the pun started back again. <laughs> that's, that's Terrible guy. Funny. Yeah, he he was carrying like two pears. He said I don't didn't know if this was an apple, so I got two pears or something like that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to work where you work. <laughs> <laughs> Just put your headphones on. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Bowler wants to open up all the bullets and take the gunpowder out to make some blasting powder to get them free. And he doesn't take uh, Briscoe criticizing his plan very well. <laughs> but uh, yes, they have no bullets left when a bear comes in. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Yikes. What did you guys think of this? <laughs> Too over the top. Or? I like I like how the bear came in yeah. in the chapter that didn't have the bear na- name in it. Do you know what I mean? Like the the chapter came like. Did he? Did I think or they've done this before. Did they? 
I think it may have started. Yeah, they don't like, always match up with okay. what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it just came in right at the end of the chapter and yeah, then yeah, yeah. began the chapter. But it's kind there. of spoilery for the, <laughs> the chapter, you know what I mean? Or maybe it's like a whole like a community. They have kind of like things that happen in the background that people don't really notice unless they look for them. And so it's like in this yeah. episode, you didn't really notice, but there was a bear following them the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, and, and the bear was having a crush on Bowler. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you, what'd you think of this scene? But I think this fit... Oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. I think it fit very well with Fuller's character. I'm quite happy with this scene. Yeah? So you, you buy it? Yeah. What about the other two? I totally buy it. <laughs> yeah, I just... My notes just say he fought a fucking bear. <laughs> 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 we don't know what actually went in, in that Yeah, movie. I'm not so True. sure that they fought. Yeah. Because <laughs> after... After he comes back, he's like, you don't want to know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that might have been a quickie yeah. in the back there. I don't know. Yeah, he, he had fur in his mouth. I think the bear made him go down on him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. The things you'll do to save your buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, I like to think that th- like Bowler like literally kicked the bear's ass. I like to think that he took a bite out of that bear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like that bear has like a bite sheep scar on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, uh, Bowler defeats a bear. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> somehow. Somehow. And, he um, can add that to his resume. <laughs> yep. As they blow the entrance back open and they escape. And, okay, uh, so for like again, like going back to the bear. Sorry, I don't hmm. want to move ahead. Um, like Briscoe was like totally not concerned about Bowler. Yeah, he was. He was. Just, no, but at first he was like, "Oh yeah, you go and do that." But then it's only when Bowler's like, "Ah," then he's like, "Oh, <laughs> Bowler!" Like, well, I mean, Bowler says he can do something. You got to trust him. I guess, but it's <laughs> like he has, he has utmost confidence. Yep, <laughs> he, he trusts his partner. Oh, it's crazy. But actually, yeah, there's one shot when it. Right before they disappear around the corner, when he's like pushing the bear back, when it's obviously a guy in a suit, it looked like he was, it looked like he was fighting the masturbating bear from Conan O'Brien. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I wonder if it was wearing the diaper. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, Gage is in jail. Or wait, no, they take Gage to jail, and they have to figure out a place to stash him, where he'll be safe from Hondo. Uh, and Aaron Viva has a an idea about that. Um, so we cut to Lenore trying to rally the town. Uh, Roy breaks it up, and he warn, warns them not to mess with him, basically. And uh, Bowler and Briscoe and Whip come in, and Whip comes at the guy stupidly again and lets him know that they have a witness. So, yeah, he... Blurts, we'll get you! We'll he, tell you! He blurts out the plan. At first, I thought this was part of the plan somehow. Yeah. I thought they were going to be like, all right, you go in there and pretend to blurt out something in a rage, but that's what we really want him to know. But nope, he just actually screwed things <laughs> up. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Um, How can he be that stupid, though? I don't know. So... Back in the cell, Briscoe's locking and locking Whip up again. Still trying to get through him. Uh, we learn. Give it up, Briscoe. Give it up. <laughs> yeah, we learn that Whip's uh, uncle was killed by Roy, and um, then we cut to. Me. Oh no, he also. Sorry. Let's it slip that Roy is his father. Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Is that a is that a classic Western storyline? Getting revenge on your deadbeat dad. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
<laughs> they came up on a, an original storyline. Um, probably goes back to ancient Greece. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> uh, we cut to Lenore and Bowler. Aww. In a delightful scene where she's feeding him hamburgers. Aww. Proto proto hamburgers. Yeah, cow pies. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Worst name. Aww. <laughs> he instinctively knows that's wrong somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he suggests cheese and onions. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I guess ketchup wasn't quite like the coming thing yet. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the ketchup on their. On you know, lost love time. <laughs> um, Bowler is so damn cute. Is my next note. He's <laughs> <laughs> really cute. And then, it, then I wrote smooch, and then I put in all caps, yay! <laughs> oh man! I, I was just so happy for Bowler. <laughs> uh, so Aaron Viva is uh, practicing his music in the next scene at Sunny's house, and. Um, They've got they've hidden Gage there to uh, protect him from uh, Roy, <clears throat> and uh, Sunny betrays uh, Sheriff Viva and lets Hondo in. And you guys weren't surprised by this? No, no. Um, Hondo kills Gage. That was creepy. When he when he went upstairs to kill him, that was creepy. Mm. Closed the door and everything. Yeah. Ugh. Why do like, this is pretty dark for <laughs> Briscoe. It was yeah. very dark. Yeah. You rarely see people just get shot and killed. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Briscoe's dad. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it was dark. Um, so, so yeah, after that he tells Sonny that uh, he should probably kill Aaron because Aaron didn't see Hondo come in, so he's just going to assume this is all Sonny's fault. Uh, he's about to kill... Uh, Sheriff Viva, but uh, he saves himself with his karate moves. <laughs> and guitar. And yeah. his guitar. Oh, by the way, when, uh, what's his face, Sonny uh, knocked out the sheriff, he hit him in the back. Right in the, like, shoulder blades. Right in the shoulder blades. You can't knock somebody out that way. <laughs> I don't know. Knock the wind out of him, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like how he saved himself. Yeah, but then, but the Sonny was taking forever to, like, actually shoot him, because he, like, cocked the gun. Yeah. And then it took, like, five seconds, and then he was like, uh... uh <laughs> and then, yeah, he just yeah. kicked it out of his hand. Yeah. You know, it just hit me, this may be another comic thing. Uh, uh, do any of you remember uh, the cartoon uh, Quick Draw McGraw? Yeah, is that the one with the the horse? It, he used to put on like a long ranger mask and hit people with the oh, guitar. Right. Yeah. Go, uh, El Cabong or something like that. Uh, it was a secret <laughs> identity. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it could be a reference. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, I like I like how Aaron Viva rec- rescues himself here, and like he gets to be a hero in his own scene. Bowler and Briscoe were nowhere to be seen. You know, he's just the hero of the scene. <clears throat> Uh, and he does a ridiculous uh, Elvis line <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after his karate. Um, he brings uh, Sonny to the jail, and uh, I guess they're going to use him as a witness against Roy. Uh, Whip finds the keys that Gage had used to escape earlier. Uh, conveniently. Conveniently. And um, Aaron Viva goes to get Bowler, uh, interrupts the lovey-dovey moment when a shootout breaks out in the restaurant uh, Briscoe runs off too when he hears all the guns and then Whip escapes 
Uh, people that won't listen are the worst. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Especially young punk kids. Yes. <laughs> um, I like how Briscoe knocks a guy out with a sign and then with a comet fake out fist. <laughs> uh, you mean when Comet runs by with com- like the weird alien sound effect in the background? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Invisible Rider. <laughs> uh, uh, Sheriff Viva takes care of two of the guys, uh, actually shoots them, like, in the flesh. <laughs> this is the scene, too, where they're, like, shooting inside Lenore's restaurant, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys notice how they, like, kept shooting down all the curtains? <laughs> they hate those curtains. <laughs> they really hate, the like, they hate the way those curtains hang. Yes. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, Sheriff Viva shoots two guys, like, in their actual bodies, not in, like, their hand, not in their gun, doesn't shoot something that lands on them, but it's non-fatal shots, but then, uh, Briscoe saves him from being killed, <laughs> shot in the back. Uh, then they throw all these guys in jail. Um, Briscoe notices that Whip is gone, and we cut to the saloon, where Whip is confronting Roy, uh... Revenge is, seems to be old hat for Roy. He's wondering who he killed. And uh, his uh, Whip's true lineage is revealed here. And uh, Roy killed his brother because he got cheated out of his cut of a bank robbery, I guess. Um, and Briscoe comes in and tries to stop the showdown. He talks Whip down. Uh, Sounds so excited, Matt. I don't know. My notes, my, my notes are all pretty procedural here as I don't know alright yeah okay this is I, I just don't get this because because what what have we seen so far in this episode that would make you think that Whip would actually listen to what Briscoe has to say mm. and, uh, and and cool down the only oh I think what happened was that they were staring so intensely into each other's eyes <laughs> you know in like longing like father son relationship uh. thing that they just kind of like forgot you know what they were doing it seemed to change when Briscoe was like, what would your uncle say right now, or what would your uncle do? And I was like, his uncle was kind of. How does Briscoe know what his uncle? Would yeah, do? <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, how do you know what his uncle would do? His uncle sounded like kind of a bad guy. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Whip and uh, Hondo like were totally ignoring what Briscoe was talking about. Yeah. They were just like, oh my son. They were just oh, having my their own day, My paw. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> there is a uh, John Wayne movie uh, with Montgomery Cliff like this, uh, Red River. Mm. Yeah. Has anyone seen that? No. No. no? Okay. It has a, this kind of ending. Spoiler alert. But, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> with the father and the son kind of. Yeah, he's uh, kind of like his adopted father type figure, mm. and uh, they're gonna have the big showdown at the end of the movie, and uh, everyone clears out, and, uh, and instead they end up having the hug at <laughs> the end of the movie. That's Aww. a nice ending. There is no hug here, unfortunately. <laughs> no, only jail time. Only jail so for, time. There's a few punches thrown, then a hug. You know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> Aww. Um, <laughs> so uh, yes, they've they've got a witness that can put Roy away. So Whip relents and just lets the law have him. I liked before too when Briscoe was telling Whip about how you shouldn't kill him because then you're gonna make him into this, you know, this legendary figure. Yeah. You know, why don't you just let him rot in jail and then people will. See him It'll as just not be so another scary. Number. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was a good speech. That was a good speech, but the previous one where he said uh, justice lasts longer than revenge, I was like, "Are you sure about that?" Usually, 
people don't usually go away forever when they're put in jail. I don't know, mm. depending on what they did, but yeah, I don't know. I guess that's especially on TV shows. They I guess always that's escape. Your personal opinion about mm. that stuff. But. Yeah, maybe it's yeah, something but... more along the lines of like revenge begets revenge, and it's just like a continuing, continuing cycle. Yeah. yeah. Well, why didn't Briscoe then talk about his own uh, experience with his, his uh, Bly's gang? That he's he, he's not out for revenge. He could he could reference that. Yeah, he only made vague reference to it <laughs> at one point. Because he's been pretty calm about uh, Bly's gang. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he hasn't uh, uh, been, you know, out for out for revenge so much as just to catch him and, and lock him up. Yeah, yeah and let justice uh, take its course. Yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah, he hasn't gone into a murderous rage and like thumbs some guy's eyes out or anything. <laughs> Man, that would be awesome. Ah! That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, oh, it would be amazing, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to see. That. <laughs> That would be the a, other thing is maybe uh, he could just wander around the West with his warp and just like suck everyone into it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Collect them all. Yeah. <laughs> like Pokemon. Yep. Gotta catch them all. You got like trading cards and everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's a different dude screaming in each or or each rod orb. Yeah. Oh. Ah, <laughs> <let me laughs> um, you throw the rod at them to catch them. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yes, in the morning they're um Sonny and Roy are being put into the jail wagon. I don't know if it's a good idea to stick the witness in with the in with him. I don't know. I'm sure he could strangle him with his chains or something. Maybe he's chained to the wall so he can't really move. Maybe. I don't know. Um uh Aaron Viva says Sonny should use his big words for something good as a witness. Uh and then <laughs> And then uh, Sonny's like, unmitigated apocalypse. I'm like, do you even know what these big words mean? I'm like, yeah. do you know what that an apocalypse... That not make any sense. Yeah, I was like, do you know what an apocalypse is? <laughs> uh, I think he just read the words and not the descriptions. Yeah, pretty much. He just memorized the <laughs> long words. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Roy and uh, Whip have a little... Na- uh, a little... Um, Little moment, like a father-son moment. Moment. I thought this was kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was tender. Tender moment. (laughs) Yeah, tender moment. He reveals. It was touching. Yeah. Yeah. I Uh, thought it was nice. Roy reveals he's the one who gave him the nickname Whip because he was a hyper child. um, he Did you sh- say that's why he didn't stick around? <laughs> no, <laughs> he was way too hyper. So he's... I just the hell out of there. He says he left because of urges. <laughs> mm. He's just I got urges, <laughs> so I left. <laughs> uh, it was pretty vague. Yeah, it was very vague. Uh, Could have been anything. So they cart him off, and uh, Elvis comes up and shows off his day glasses. <laughs> uh, the end. No, not the end yet. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, Bowler and Lenore say goodbye. I wish it would have ended on that. Shows uh, off his day glasses. The yeah. end. Uh, Lenore can't go with him. Uh, people want her to be mayor. You know, part of me really was sad that she didn't go with him, but part of me is like, yay you, you want to be a mayor, that's great. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're smooching in front of the Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> um, sad. Yeah. Um... So Bowler and Briscoe are leaving. Uh, Briscoe had fun. Uh, Not as much fun as Bowler. <laughs> uh, he gives Bowler a jab about his actual name, James. Which again is not a bad name. 
then they run into Whip and they race him out of the episode. Lord James, Lone Feather Bowler. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, uh, did you guys have any other notes that you needed to get in there? Yeah, right at the end there, Briscoe says to Bowler, he says uh, something to the effect that he's learned so much about Bowler. And I'm trying to think what he, how, how much did he actually learned about Bowler besides mm-hmm. his name and Lenore and the uh, army. <laughs> well, that's more than he ever got before, I guess. Well, uh, I, I would, I would say uh, knowing that he collects crystal glass is a bigger deal. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a pretty big one. What did you say, uh, Caitlin? Well, those two things about Bowler, they seem pretty trivial, but they actually tell a lot about him himself. Plus, he learned about his military history. Mm-hmm. So I think he's learning a bit more about the motivations of Bowler, because Bowler usually doesn't really like to talk about feelings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, all right, so who's got a rating? Oh, I didn't even... It's rating time. Yeah. <laughs> I never do it. Um, I'll go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, guys, I, I enjoyed the show at the beginning, but lately it's just—I think it's just getting better and better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I loved all the bowler. You didn't know more about bowler, and sheriff was awesome. <laughs> you know, seems like Bruce Campbell maybe is kind of kind of secondary in this episode. No, it's okay. But I give it a nine and a half. Out of ten, Elvis impersonators. Sweet, oh, nice. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I agree. This episode's great. It might be my favorite episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, which is funny because I, I remember not liking the Elvis character that much when I first watched it. It's the same thing with the Twin Peaks when I, I didn't like Nadine that much when I first watched that. I didn't like. I, I just I guess I have an appreciation for the funny side characters now that I didn't have before. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten gallons of buttermilk. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Lots wants to go. Okay, I'll, I'll go. Um, I, I I thought this was something of a slight episode. I, I didn't think there was that much going on, but I, I did like the uh, the Elvis impersonating, uh, or or I should say the uh, the prototype Elvis mm-hmm. uh, sheriff. I think it's about time that uh, we had a, a Western hero who was uh, basically Elvis, <laughs> uh, you know, catching thieves, shooting people in the stomach and stuff. So uh, I give this one a six out of ten. Unmitigated apocalypses. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Who else? Caitlin, did you go? you didn't go, did you? No, I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I read it. Quote of the week. Okay, are we done? We ready? Okay, here I go. <laughs> oh man. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right, I really like this episode. I thought it was a really fun episode. I always love it when we get to see more backstory from our main characters, mm-hmm. and there's just a really good dynamic this episode. Even though the kid was like really annoying, I think we we saw a bit more of Briscoe when he was like re- interacting with this kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this a nine out of ten. Heartbreak hotels. 
Sweet. Nice. Mel, I well, stalled as long as I could. Yeah, be I got it, I got it. <laughs> I got this. Okay. I got this. Uh, yes, I love this episode. I am not as much of a fan of the sheriff, but that might just be because of the way he just, like, says things. Like, Boo! Like, I don't know, like, something's unknown. <laughs> something percolating. I don't like that. Like, you, you don't like his accent? <laughs> it's just You a- just wish he was <laughs> you What? What? What'd you say? <laughs> I said you just wish that you could be Elvis as good as he is. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I've always wanted to be Elvis. <laughs> Deep down inside. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. He's not my favorite part of the episode. But uh, Bowler is delightful. Briscoe is pretty delightful, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just like that they give Bowler a love interest. Finally! Mm-hmm. That's what I was asking for. All these... All these yeah. past episodes. It'll probably never happen again. <laughs> he needs to keep getting girlfriends, man. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 uh, tribal bear tumbles. <laughs> okay. You can take that as you like it. <laughs> yeah. It could be either way. <laughs> yeah. It's more than one kind of tumbling. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, so high points and low points. Uh, I've got mine ready to go, so I'll go first. Uh, my high points is uh, Bowler and Lenore catching up their little scene where she's feeding him ham- uh, cow pies. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. <laughs> uh, I like that scene. And uh, my low point is when Sonny betrays Aaron Viva. That's just bad. <laughs> it makes me feel bad. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed right afterwards where Aaron Viva kicked his ass. All right, who else is ready to go? Uh, I'll go. Uh, my high point was definitely Bowler and the bear yeah. in the cave. I think that that's a winner hands down. My, my low point is the is the oh. very ending uh, with uh, Whip uh, racing uh, off and Briscoe and Bowler uh, have to go after him. They, they have to have such a great time uh, chasing after him. I hope we do not see him again. <laughs> oh, I was thinking he's going to be their new member of their gang. Mm. <laughs> Would you enjoy that, Caitlin? Yeah, I did. Like, I earlier today, I was actually going to rate Whip as, like, the low point of this episode. Yeah. But now that we've reviewed it again, I kind of don't want to. You like him now? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess so. He kind of grows on you. And I think he's just really rash because he doesn't... I don't think he feels ever a real danger from Hondo because he knows that Hondo is his father, even though Hondo has no idea. Yeah. But, yeah... So I, anyways, I, I have to jump uh, in with uh, the the high point of Bowler and the Bear. I think Harold has it right. This is the best part of the episode. <laughs> What's the worst? And yes. What's the worst? What's the worst? I don't know. He was my worst point, but he's not my worst point. <laughs> uh, he's a little. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just, I'll just say the, the worst part was every time he, like, messed up their plans. Yeah. Okay. That's actually what I was going to say, but I'm not going to... I'm going to change it. Okay, what are, you, what are you picking? Well, my high point... Uh, well, because I don't want to go with anybody else's high point. Because, I mean, Bowler and the Bear is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowler and Lenore is pretty great, too. Mm-hmm. But I like the scene as well of Brisco and Bowler blackmailing Gage. I thought that was a great scene. Oh, yeah. And I just, yeah, that... I just love the, the whole, like, it was just so fast. Like, they just kept, like, you know, like, whipping, like, the blackmailing at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the roll book. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, five seconds. Five, four... 
Three, two, one. My low point. Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, the Elvis impersonation. Nah. <laughs> it's so bad. You. I don't even know you anymore. No, you don't. <laughs> okay, uh, Will. Well, my high point was pretty much everything Sheriff Viva. <laughs> but I'm going to go specifically with the scene where he got all shook up and beat the crap out of Sunny. My low point, I want to agree that it was Whip every time he just screwed up everything. Okay. Um, I thought the Whip screw- screwing up everything kind of became hilarious, though, because he just kept doing it. <laughs> so it would just get funnier and funnier every time you did it. Never. Yeah, I, I just couldn't understand why they wanted to race off with them with such big smiles on their faces. I know. Yeah, I would have raced in the opposite direction. <laughs> well, Bowler, Bowler wasn't. <laughs> Bowler was pretty angry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so who's got a quote or two? I got, I one. got one. Go ahead, Kate. Oh, thank you. This is so, so hard with the delay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> Okay, I like it when Bowler says, In my tribe, we know that one bear respects another bear. I have a Bowler one, too. Of course I was in the army. Where do you think I got these pants? <laughs> <laughs> Classic Bowler. <laughs> okay, I'll go with another Bowler. You know, maybe an onion on the sandwich isn't such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh. What do you got, Mel? Um, <laughs> I don't know though. If, if if Matt, if you came to me and you said, I, I think an onion on this sandwich wouldn't be such a great idea. I don't think I'd be like all hot and bothered about it. <laughs> I think it would just be weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a weird way to initiate and make a session. Yes, it's weird. <laughs> um, I like well, I like the lines right before it. I'm sorry, James. I'm sorry I hurt you. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> it's so cute, it kills me. And then, and then do you still go when you laugh? And then she pets him. <laughs> so cute. Best scene. So cute. Um, I'm very happy because everybody left all the Aaron Viva quotes. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Roy Hondo turns my stomach like bad butter. He ain't broken a single law in any book. <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, ah, you don't have to worry about a thing. Junior and me are gonna TCB. Take care of business. <laughs> uh, um, oh, give me a home where the buffalo roam in the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> That is really random. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do the the order that he did. I didn't write down his oh, order. I can't I can't do an Elvis impersonation, so you can do it. I can try it. Uh, give me uh, four chicken fried steaks, two top sirloins, six baked potatoes, loaf of bread, stick of butter, uh, pound of tapioca, and uh, a gallon of buttermilk. <laughs> <laughs> well done. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> It's beautiful. I love it. I could do that all day. Ah, you nailed it. <laughs> Does anybody else have any others? <laughs> Are we done? Okay. Uh, we'll move on to feedback. 
I also got annoyed with him when he ordered a steak well done. But I have a problem with people <laughs> that order their steak well done. Yeah, not supposed I to do that. How do you like the steak well? What? Medium rare. The right way. <laughs> Me too! Yeah, it's so good. I feel yeah. like people are missing out when they order well done. Some chefs refuse to cook well done. Yeah. They'll be like, nope, you're you're having medium rare. I know, and, I, and <laughs> that's not right either. But I don't or they know. save their worst piece of meat. Yeah. <laughs> for the well done orders. Yeah. Yes, I know that. Yeah, I've had a chef tell me that actually. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to taste it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we'll get some feedback. Here's some feedback. Uh, <laughs> Matt, you should talk like that for the rest of the episode. I really should. Um, here you go. I mean, sorry. I mean, El- Elvis. I mean, uh, Aaron Viva. Aaron Viva. Yeah. All right. Okay, um, take it away, Aaron. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we got one from Bob DeGrand. We haven't heard from him in a while. We haven't heard from Victor either. Yeah. Get back at us, Victor. All right. Um, oh, it's just text. It says, uh, or I'll get somebody. Mel, you read it. Ah. This is one of my favorite episodes, mostly for Sheriff Aaron Viva and all the Elvis references, and the mayor with the big misused vocabulary, <laughs> but also for all of the coming things. Sunglasses, takeout windows, burgers, and the backstory of James... <laughs> <laughs> Roy Honda was just okay as a villain, and I find Whip Morgan, Whip Morgan, really annoying. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thanks, I Bob. Agree. <laughs> Good to hear from you. <laughs> uh, we got one from Robin. Um, who wants to read Robin's? Harold, you want to read it? Uh, I'm I'm on the phone, so I. Oh right, I sorry. Uh, I'll do it. All right, take it, Will. Robin <laughs> says, "What a great episode." I love how Hondo comes in all dressed in black with a snidely whiplash mustache <laughs> saying he's not a bad guy. Really, dude? Of course he's the bad guy. And of course the Luke Skywalker looking punk is his kid. That was Anakin. <laughs> Hondo killed his Uncle Owen. <laughs> I was at first annoyed with this kid, but he really sells it in the last few scenes. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, mama, can I please get me an Aaron Viva spinoff? Oh, no. <laughs> when he first comes in, I immediately thought this show had jumped the shark, but he was so freaking funny throughout. Sure, Viva was a hilarious highlight to this episode. <laughs> I looked at his IMDb profile and found that not only did he guest on four or five episodes of Smallville, I now have to rewatch, <laughs> but Gary Hudson was also up against Kurt Russell in the Elvis biopic he did back in 79. What? <laughs> Makes sense. Wow. And you'd have to think that Bruce Campbell learned a few things from Gary that he used about eight years later for Bubba Hotep. <laughs> But man, the lines that Aaron drops throughout the episode were so funny. We're caught in the trap. <laughs> I quote more, but I don't want to steal any from you guys. <laughs> and yet, we still aren't done talking about the greatness that this episode gives us. This is Lord Bowler's moment to shine. We get a visit to his hometown. We get his real name. We understand his pants now. <laughs> and he gets to kiss the girl. This is in all caps. Not to mention, he also fought a goddamn grizzly bear and ate it. Well, maybe he did. Maybe he did eat the bear. Well, yeah, he, he like, at least he took ate it a raw, bite. though. Like he ate it raw, probably. <laughs> like the whole thing. I bet you. Sorry. Also, he ate that bear and was still hungry for cow pies after. <laughs> <laughs> cow pies are the coming thing. One and oh, and one more thing. Lord Bowler ate a grizzly bear. <laughs> He wins the rest of this series. Yes, I agree. 
Sorry, I got all shook up. No, Robin. Bad Robin. <laughs> Just love me tender, and oh. I'll be your teddy bear. No. <laughs> Holy crap, that reminds me of the time Bowler ate a grizzly bear. <laughs> uh, thank you, Robin. Bad thank you, Robin. Robin. I love how much you love that. <laughs> all right, um, here's uh, Matt A. In his first of two emails he sent us. My first note, the first thing I wrote was, another one of these episodes, frowny face. By these episodes, I mean the citizens of Bum Nowhere being shook down by a gang, and Briscoe and Bowler have to stand up for the little people again. And watching this, I was struck by how similar this type of story is to most of the season one episodes of Xena. I found a few descriptions of Xena episodes. I'm going to read them, and I want you to spot the pattern. Okay, example one. Xena renounces her warlord past and begins burying her weapons. She later retrieves them to save a group of villagers from being sold into slavery. Example two. After being befriended by a homesteader named Darius, Xena takes on a bloodthirsty warlord and his son who have mercilessly pillaged Darius's community community being another word for village. Example 3. The stage is set for a clash of the titans when Gabrielle inadvertently releases three of the giant deities from a centuries-long entombment and one of them proceeds to terrorize a village. Example 4. When Xena is incapacitated and left near death after being struck by a poison dart, Gabrielle is forced to impersonate the warrior princess in order to protect a group of innocent villagers. Example 5. Gabrielle returns to her hometown only to find it under attack by a greedy warlord and under the protection of a fated warrior who's lost his self-confidence. Now that last one, that is almost the plot of the Briscoe episode Showdown. Briscoe returns to his hometown after he receives a letter from his childhood sweetheart asking him to help her alcoholic father, who is also the town sheriff, deal with a villainous cattle baron. So just substitute Briscoe for Gabrielle, alcohol sheriff for warrior who's lost his self-confidence, and cattle baron for warlord, and you have the exact same episode. So sometimes watching these Briscoe episodes, I have this overwhelming sense of sameness. And these types of episodes, they run together for me. And it makes me appreciate episodes like Bounty Hunters Convention even more. Because that was a out-of-the-box kind of episode. This is so generic, and we've seen it so many times before. And it also felt like it was written by a Briscoe fanfiction author who captured the broad strokes of the series without its sense of spirit. Let's see how many coming things we can cram into 40 minutes. Elvis, sunglasses, home security companies, hard rock cafes, cheeseburgers, (laughs) Applebee's car side (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Applebee's car side to go. <laughs> what? He lost it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, no. <laughs> he broke himself. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay. Just the just the whole idea of um <laughs> that there was a scene on this show where they were discussing. <laughs> Okay, an hour later, I'm finally going to pick up this feedback where I left off. I'm going to keep all that in because I want you to understand how stupid that coming thing was. No, don't, don't laugh, don't laugh. (laughs) Applebee's car side to go. There, I said it. It's so so stupid. Okay, enough of that. Bowler fought a bear. He, um, that was uh, very impressive. I'm sure if we had seen it, it would have been more so. 
It's about time he got to uh, romance somebody. Uh, Briscoe always hogs all the, the romantic storylines, but Bowler had a, had a moment. I prefer him annoyed and irate, but at least he uh, he got some screen time. What else? Oh, um, there was a minor twist where Hondo turned out to be Whip's father. If I had cared about these characters at all, or I expected to see them again, ever, perhaps this revelation would have registered more than a half-hearted, hmm, that's interesting, from me. But, um, this episode was so boring. There wasn't anything fun or funny about it. I have nothing of interest to say, as evidenced by this bizarre voicemail which is half of me talking about Xena and half of me just losing it for the dumbest coming thing on this show. I'm going to give this episode one out of ten. That's the best I can do. <laughs> wow. Maybe don't watch Xena, Matt. <laughs> He feels the opposite of us. <laughs> that was actually bad. And read so. Agatha Christie with uh, thought Bounty Hunter's convention was uh, done before. Mm. <laughs> I guess it depends on what you've seen. Good point, good point. <laughs> uh, he sent another follow-up feedback. It says, it, it now occurs to me many hours later that the coming thing I find so hysterical is most likely a fast food drive through which makes far more sense it was still quite dumb. I, was, I didn't know what he was talking about. Like, was he was he mentioning like Applebee's something? Something, something? about Applebee's. I didn't even you're get it. You're gonna have to explain yourself, Matt. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We don't have <laughs> we don't have Applebee's here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I googled Applebee's car side to go. And yeah. I, I'm still not getting the connection. Besides the fact that it's a drive-through. Ah. Yeah, you can order your food ahead of time and go pick it up at the car. Drive your car up and pick it up. I guess we know where Matt gets his dinner from. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he says, anyways, fingers crossed. I bet you he laughs all the way through the drive through <laughs> <laughs> Just driving through the drive through He's like just hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing at all the Applebee's uh, employees. Yes. And like, <laughs> just thinking about Sheriff Beevil. <laughs> <laughs> he says, anyways, fingers crossed Harold hated this episode as much as Aww. I did. Don't disappoint me now, Harold. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I was just gave it a, a mediocre grade. Uh, sorry to disappoint. Uh, I can't believe uh, he had such an opposite reaction from everybody else so far. Um, I don't know. I mean, the plot is very samey, but I mean, the characters. The characters, man. It's all about the characters, not the plot. These actors, they're great. Um, anyways, get back at us on the Facebook group if you've changed your mind. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so now we got Moira. Hey, it's Moira. I just watched Hard Rock. That was fun. I like Sheriff Elvis. That's pretty hilarious. Um, I like the anachronisms. I think, yes, we need a ride-through cafe. We just bring our horse right on by underneath in the shade and order ourselves up a hamburger. <laughs> Perfect. I don't get tired of that stuff. Sorry. I think they're hilarious. Uh, yeah, this was an amazing Bowler episode. And I am doing my due diligence and watching my show in time to report back to you guys for when you record in a bit. Thank you. But um, I'm about to go back out on my happy little windsurfer because the wind has picked up and it looks like it's it's like there's perfect conditions out there right now for me. So I'm going to go and see if I can surf back and forth in front of this awesome condo. Uh-huh. Um, and 
let's see what else about the episode. <laughs> I don't want to hear about my holiday. Um, uh, yeah, I'm glad Bullock got a girl this time. He, he got a woman to kiss. Yay! And she wasn't some little wimp who needed, you know, saving. Well, she didn't need saving, but she wasn't a wimp. And I think that was kind of cool. She's kind of neat. So, yeah, James. We found out his name, James. What was it? Lone Feather? Who knew? Very cool. Um, maybe they'll give us a bit more Bowler backstory. That'd be kind of neat. Like, why he changed his name. Because, obviously, they implied there's a story to be told there, too. So I hope the writers come through for us and tell us that later. All right. This was uh, this was a fun one. This was cool. So I'm going to go out and do my thing, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye for now. Thanks, Moira. Sorry, I'll get my glass out of there. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you, Moira. Uh, is everyone else still here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Alright, so last one's from Seamus. Uh, this episode is literally the greatest thing to ever befall mankind. <laughs> Sliced bread? No. The automobile? Hell no. The internet? Nothing. This episode is a gift and must be treasured. <laughs> right. Yes, Maddie. Yes, <laughs> Heed Seamus' advice. <laughs> yeah. uh, now here's his voicemail. Hello, intro to Briscoe. This is Seamus coming to you with his thoughts of hard rock. Oh, oh, this episode is the moment where Briscoe County Jr. becomes amazing. Not just amazing, not not just great, not just beautiful, wonderful, fun, happy times. Amazing. I don't remember all the episodes off the top of my head, but this one always stuck out in my mind as literally perfect briscoe county jr puns they're there anachronisms and coming things there bowler getting a little bit of lovin great and oh the sheriff guy person who is basically elvis and i'll call him elvis oh be still my beating heart he is literally probably my favorite character in the whole show at least one off character like he is literally everything that I love about the like no other show could do this character just randomly referencing Elvis things oh god feels so good oh god I'm so sorry that you have to hear me just gush about this but it's literally the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life I, I could literally just keep saying like the day glass perfect heartbreak hotel perfect just Oh god, I can't even control myself. I'm so overwhelmed with good feelings about this episode. I mean, really, what else do you need from Briscoe County Jr. but this amazingness? If people hate on this episode, I don't want to say you're wrong, because everyone's entitled to their opinion. But you're wrong, is what it really comes down to. Um, if I had, if this episode was a food, whatever Elvis What's-His-Face ordered, that's what it feels like. Amazing. And good. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Like, I just, even remembering this episode, I forgot just how glorious and wonderful and just fun it was. Oh, Briscoe County Jr., it's only going to get better from here, people. It's only going to get better from here. More of this. More of this wackiness. Okay. So until next time, faithful to intro to Briscoe County Urs, this is Seamus, definitely not on the crack or the drugs, high on life, (laughs) Kelly um, saying, ha, yeah! See ya. <laughs> Was he high?
high? Is that what he was saying? No, he's... <laughs> I'm definitely not on crack. Well, yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. It's all about the intonation. I'm pretty sure he was just trying to make sure we knew he's not on crack. I don't know, though. He was drooling. like He was audibly drooling as he was talking about the episode. He's high on Briscoe this week. Oh, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those new drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Briscoe's is a new drug. Yeah. <laughs> Matt A, you're alone. I'm not sorry. <laughs> you're going to have to deal with it. Oh. Deal with the hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, why do you hate joy? <laughs> um, um, so the next uh, thing we do is... Uh, we make predictions for the next episode, but you guys kind of already did that. But I did cut it. So I guess you can revise your 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 predictions for Brooklyn Dodgers. So steal Illyrios? <laughs> sure. Yeah, no one will ever know. What was Illyrios again? <laughs> Illyrio, you can keep this in. Illyrio predicted that, you know, Dodgers was a reference to the artful Dodger, mm. who's like a pit pocket, pickpocket. Mm. I think it's baseball. I think he goes <laughs> around and steals people's baseballs. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Baseballs. Quickly. Just people walk around with like, <laughs> people, people walk around with baseballs in their back pocket and he just goes and steals all the balls. For, I don't know why. I don't know for what purpose. Maybe he's trying to, you know, like you know those ball playpen things for children? Maybe he wants to build yeah. one of those those but it's like an old timey fashion because they wouldn't have plastic balls back then. That's so they just to make you with baseballs. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, the Brooklyn Dodgers so were actually, they were named after uh, a reference to people in Brooklyn dodging trolley cars. Oh. At the uh-huh. turn of the century. Oh. So I don't know where trolley cars would come in on, in the Old West. Mm. So I don't know. I, I would prefer it has something to do with a, a gang of thieves who maybe are led by a guy named uh, Sandy Koufax or Pee Wee <laughs> Reese or... <laughs> Jackie Robinson or something. <laughs> and, and I'll have I have to name check my dad's favorite Dodger, Brooklyn Dodger, Carl Carl uh, Ferrillo, who was the right fielder. My dad always says was vastly underrated. So maybe maybe I'll have something to do with it. Maybe that would be amazing. Will do you have a prediction? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, thieves. Okay, <laughs> whatever you guys come in. <laughs> baseball baseball thieves. They steal yeah. baseball games. Um, <laughs> they steal baseball games. Yeah. Uh, oh, they steal bases. Oh. Um. <laughs> That's awful. So, uh, yes, we'll we'll see that one next time. And uh, Will, where can we hear you? Down below a Babylon Five intro cast. Woo. Alrighty. And uh, Harold, do you have a podcast anywhere we don't know about? Nope. 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 Okay. But you can hear, we can hear you on... An intro to Briscoe. Yeah! Every time. Hearing feedback. I don't know why I'm plugging us on our own. (laughs) Hey, if you don't, who will? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yay me. (laughs) Right. So uh, we'll see you all. Uh, Thanks for joining us, uh, Harold. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for having me. Hmm. Yes. And uh, we'll see you all next time when all of the baseballs will be stolen. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. I want to go to Applebee's all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, folks. Be sure to tune in again in two weeks' time for the next exciting episode. 
In the meantime, please be so kind as to follow along with us and send your feedback to introbriscoe at gmail.com. If you'd fancy to, you can join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash introbriscoe. Also, we're on them newfangled Twitters at introbriscoe, and we've got one of them fancy blogs at introbriscoe.blogspot.ca. Hey, listen, world, you've got to know I'm cutting loose and letting go Who needs the worry and the strife? Life can be a ball now, just fall away in my life Clam bake, gonna have a clam bake Look for the brightest lights in town That's where you'll find me hanging round I got this feeling to be free I pick and choose the life I want And that's the life for me Clam bake, go ahead, clam bake Lives in town. That's where you'll find me hanging around. I got this feeling to be free. I'll pick and choose the life I want, and that's the life for me. Clam bake, gonna have clam bake. Hey, clam bake, gonna have clam bake.